the diamond, I realized that I'm Museum presents A Mile in My Shoes. These are a pair of black suit shoes. They are very smart and have slight white marks on the side where they have obviously been well cleaned. They have also been worn a lot as they have creases over the toes of the shoes. They also have slight mud stains on the bottom as if they have been worn outside to an event with a suit. These shoes belong to Alexandra. This is her story. Where is home? That's a long and a big question. It makes me quite sad when people introduce me as this is my friend and she's Polish. It's not the first part of my identity. If people say, oh, this is my friend Alexandra, who is a historian, who's dealing with history of religion, and she's amazing, maybe without that, (laughs) she's nice. She's nice and she works for a church in Enfield and she happens to be Polish. That's okay, because it is a part of me. But it's not only the thing who I am. People who know me a bit better notice that. I am myself. I have my interests, I have my research, I have my work, I have my church, and also I have my national identity, which is not that strong, surprisingly enough. I am 21. And I moved to London three years ago. I'm a historian and I came here and I started university. I was born in Częstochowa, which is a town in Poland. When I was 15, perhaps, I moved out with my father and we moved to this industrial bit of Poland. My dad wasn't at home very much, so I was mostly on my own. I had a lot of space and my house was the sort of open house where I was inviting people for coffees and teas. When I moved out of the place, my father sold the flat and there is nowhere to go back to. So there was a very quick search for identity and home in here. Yes, if I think about coming back to Poland, it's always very painful because I don't have the home. My father gets very upset because he always tells that I can live with him. But he also doesn't really have a place he can call home. Back in Poland, when I was there last time, I had to sleep every night on a different sofa, which was quite odd. The only thing I have is my tiny rented flat in London. Is that home? I don't really know. The question of, are you going home for Christmas, is always a scary one. Because I look at all the other students and they are all going back to their families for Christmas. When they ask me, where is home for you? And I'm like, actually, I don't really know. There is this aspect that it's quite lonely. It helps very much having faith because the church communities tend to be quite warm. And there's always some sort of family from one church or another who invites me to spend some time with them. So it is a sort of adopted family, I would say. 
I work in a church called St. James Enfield Highway. I do love working there. There is some sort of affinity and similarity between me and my boss, because my boss is American, he's also a migrant, and there is that sort of connection which we've made immediately during my interview. But is that true in the case of all migrants? Well, all the migration stories are different, so it's not so easy to actually make these connections. When I first arrived in London, I had most of my earthly belongings with me. I had no idea how the underground works, and I had to get from Baker Street to Camden Town. It was a mystery. I have a very odd phobia, and I'm scared of escalators, which is not helpful in London. But I remember when I went out of Camden Town Station, it was so full of life, it was crazy. And then I was in probably one of the worst student accommodations in London. I had quite a lot of cockroaches in this student accommodation. I was going to the kitchen at like 1am and killing all the cockroaches I could see. So I'm this sort of person who is not really scared. I was the killer of cockroaches. Cockroach bastard. <laughs> I remember it was a Tuesday. That was the first day I realized living in England will be fine. I went to the random church because they said they have a cake and coffee and tea after the service. So I said, yes, that's great. Cake and coffee and tea and the church. Amazing. So I went there and I, my English was not that great at the time. However, they did include me in the conversation. It was nice. And then, of course, my university started and I was assigned the best personal tutor who knew exactly how to nurture me and how to keep on giving me food for thought. He did not stop believing in me and now he pushes me, you have to get this first. And I'm like, is it actually possible? But he keeps saying, you will make it, you deserve it, keep on working. And we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> Of course, if you think about people in England, you imagine gentlemen in uh, clothing taken from 19th century, in hats and that sort of stuff. But it's completely different. Not, not everyone is a gentleman, but people tend to be nice, people tend to be helpful, people tend to talk to one another on the street. Not many people actually realize that. When I'm on the street in England, someone will smile, someone will react, someone will nod their head. Sometimes you can just talk with someone on the underground and make friends. There was one situation I was going home on the bus and there was this guy and we didn't really talk. But when I was getting off the bus, he waved at me and I waved at him. You're actually able to make friends, to say hi to people. I don't think that sort of situation would happen in Poland. And it's amazing. What I studied at university is big world history, but my actual degree has this little print under it which says Eastern European history. Recently, a fellow student was asking me what's the point of doing history of Eastern Europe in England rather than in Eastern Europe. The thing, go back to Poland was not said, but it was the sort of underlying assumption that you should not do it here. 
And I was quite upset about it because, you know, I'm part of one of the best institutions in the world dealing with Eastern Europe. It's a very special institution and being a part of it makes me, makes me, makes me very proud. After the Brexit referendum, I spent the entire day sitting in my room crying. And then I went to the church and I went to the mass. There was this vicar's assistant around and he asked me how I'm feeling. And I said, I feel broken. I felt very much that something has changed and that people like me are not welcome anymore. I have a particular tutor who is British and very keen on making me think through the nationalist myths, the nationalist assumptions, which we all have. I'm very keen on getting rid of those in my research and my writing, but it would not really be possible in Poland because other historians and people who base their whole research careers on upholding those national myths would ostracize you. That sort of stuff is quite dangerous, especially under current government in Poland, which I'm absolutely against. And I could also say that Britain, England also have those nationalist assumptions and national mythology, let's say. But maybe we should not go into that. <laughs> like people have said. <laughs> quite optimistic when I think about the future. My plan is to stay in England, but I cannot really say it's going to happen with 100% certainty with everything that's going on. When I just came to England, my budget was zero and I wasn't eating and uh, that sort of stuff. But my life has been nice recently. The moment I'm sometimes able to buy myself a new coat, for example, which is amazing. My journey seems to be an upward journey. I'm a bit stressed because I have to look for jobs for next year, which will be scary. And I have to look for new flats, which will again be very scary. So I can stress sometimes, but in the end of the day, there's nothing to worry about, really. My identity is very Christian and very believing. I do believe that we should follow what we love in order to be who we are. Alexandra's story was produced by David Waters. Her shoes are part of a growing collection of footwear hosted by the Empathy Museum's A Mile in My Shoes exhibition. The shoes and stories come from all over the world. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to find out where we are going next. <laughs>